630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. It's Food Friday on 630 Chad This Morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Mm, yummy. And this is going to be a fun one today. Well, they're always actually fun. We're going on culinary adventures. I love to explore. I love to try new things. Um, I've eaten some pretty weird stuff in my life, so spam is 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 probably pretty tame today. And that's what we're going to explore, despite the fact, well, um, well, not everybody loves the spam, especially if you listen to Monty Python. <laughs> but so many people do, especially those on the Hawaiian island. Um, two new spots have opened up based on a tiki theme. So what does that mean? What's tiki mean? Joshua Suarez is uh, the co-owner of the Tiki Tiki on White Avenue, and he joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. So what does a, a tiki-themed joint look like? like what's, what's a tiki theme? Tiki bars are traditionally are um, just a themed restaurant that is like that um, elaborate cocktail. Um, every tiki bar is completely different. Um, I've been to places where it's built like a ship, um, an entire uh, bar, and just a whole nother vibe. Um, it brings a little bit of that nostalgia to whatever the creator wants to make. And it's fun, isn't it? Oh, always fun. Always. <laughs> yeah. From the cocktails to the food, uh, I can't imagine you having a bad time at a tiki bar. Um, did you have to, um, I don't know, do some research, maybe go to Hawaii to uh, to figure this out? Or is, is that where we're talking about? Is it sort of bringing Hawaiian culture to Edmonton? I think it's a little bit of two things. Um, our food is inspired uh, as a Polynesian Hawaiian food concept. Um, our bar is actually inspired more on a like a Vegas tiki bar concept. And so what is um, that? What's so, the difference? Yeah, big difference is what you would see is the elaborate cocktails, uh, tiki bars in throughout uh, Vegas and Golden Tiki and things like that. They are uh, spirit forward cocktails made with like tons of mint, light shows. Um, it's an it's almost like um, a theatrics that shows up um, and a, a dinner and a show, so to speak. Okay, so uh, I go into Tiki Tiki on White Avenue, and what can one expect? I would hope that you expect an elaborate show that yeah. is super fun, something you've never seen in Edmonton before. Um, second part, I hope that you taste food that you've also never tried before. Um, I.e. Spam and, and that, that uh, whole culture of what uh, great food throughout all of Hawaii is done. So Spam is one of those pieces, but they have um, great dishes like their Simon broth bowls that are similar to what a ramen would be. Um, all of their Polynesian side of the, um, the Kalua pulled porks, the hui, mm. the huli chickens. Um, just the process in which they cook the food is a little bit different. All right, talk. Can, can you tell us a little bit about the history of spam? Um, yeah, it's it's originated initially um, from the Second World War. Um, it was more so brought out of a means to obviously feed soldiers and feed um, their people, and, and obviously came out of a, at a time more of need. Um, and then now it's come to a place where um, it's more of a want. Um, there's 22 different flavors of spam too. Uh, maple spam, uh, light spam, lime spam, you name it. Wow. And, yeah. and it's to this day, it's like still really popular in Hawaii, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I read in the 90s, uh, American households were eating 1.8 cans of spam per second. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. either. The salt content uh, a little bit high on the spam, but it's sort of got the, the cool factor, if you yeah. will. Uh, tell us what you brought today. Uh, so today I brought in a range of all of our sauces we make in-house. Um, we are very much in the traditional concept of 
going right to the maiden and scratch. Um, so we actually break down all of our briskets. We break down um, everything from scratch mm. as best as possible. Okay. Um, we go to farmers markets and purchase um, um, wholesale and just buy them uh, and break down everything. Um, our sauces uh, here, and then I also brought our spam masubi, one of our most popular dishes. I heard that you've never tried spam before, and this is kind of a good segue for you um, to get something uh, rather than just opening the can and trying it. Don't recommend that right off the, the get-go. Um, <laughs> it needs it needs something. It, it, needs it is something. an acquired taste, right? It kind is of? an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do recommend grilling it. Uh, does bring out a lot of flavors. That salty, sweet flavor throughout mm -hmm. the spam. I did bring you a can today too to bring you bring one home for you to try. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, let's try this. I, I guess you'd call it spam sushi. Spam masubi. 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 But it, it kind of looks like a sushi, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So essentially, the process in making this is we grill off our spam. Uh, right on our flat top. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, cover the plate in uh, a nice drizzle of our teriyaki sauce and our garlic kung pao. Uh, both those sauces, uh, a little bit of a smoky, a little bit of a, a garlic forward um, a flavor. Then wrap the spam with fresh uh, crispy sushi rice um, in a nori, so it's just seaweed. Um, and we pack it nice and tight, uh, and then garnish it with our lime chipotle sauce. And, um, that sauce onions. is good. I just yeah. licked my finger. That sauce is really good. Yeah, it hits you right away. Um, it uh, gives you the sweet combination and garlic throughout, um, and then a little bit of spice towards the end. Well, there's a little spice. Oh, there it is. Um, and also, the grilling sort of takes out the mushy texture of, of spam, right? So That's it's right. nice, uh, hard. You got that smoke from the spam, from the meat. That's delicious. I'm going to say something I didn't think I was going to say. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really tasty. Yeah, we... Uh, There's a lot of flavors in there. Since we've opened, uh, we opened October 26th, we probably, um, first weekend, we went through about four and a half flats of spam. Wow. Just off this dish alone. Wow. Now it is delicious. Is this your only spam dish or there's other ones no, on the menu? No, multiple, yeah. Um, our salmon broth, we give full pieces of spam. Uh, we even do our uh, Mac Daddy mac and cheese. We do um, cut up pieces of spam right on it. It almost gives you that nostalgia of hot dogs. Um, mm. When you're a kid, you have, you know, um, a little bit of uh, hot dogs and, uh, and noodles that your mom used to make you. It yep. brings me back to when I was Yeah, but somebody on the text line, we were talking about it earlier, said that they put it in their, their ramen, the noodles. Yeah. They, they love the combination. Yeah. All right, you also have uh, an extensive cocktail menu. You, you <laughs> And spam ain't going nowhere mm -hmm. because the glasses are spam. Yeah. Spam containers. I guess if you have pallets upon pallets of spam that you're going through, you can reuse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we actually didn't think of this initially. Uh, it was a guest that brought it up to us, and we uh, we elaborated a cocktail around doing uh, what we call a two-can spam. Mm -hmm. So we would make a uh, Mai Tai cocktail, make two of them. Uh, we'd shake them up and put them right into the spam can, and people have them, obviously. We put straws in them because the edges are pretty sharp. We try to get them... Uh, pretty refined down, but it's a fun little uh, piece. You get to take home your, your spam can as we have so many of them. And where did you get them? And where did you get those plastic straws from? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, we've actually sourced a lot of them. Um, we have a few of them uh, that we played with. Uh, I believe they're out of a company in Minnesota. I think I think you're going to get customers just because you have plastic straws yeah. on that alone. Yeah. All right, do you want to shake the drink and, and yeah, pour it so we can have yeah. a, a bit of a taste? Shake and not stir Everything in tiki bars is traditionally uh, shaken to obviously bruise the ice and get the cocktail a little bit more balanced, um, especially if you're having a little bit more booze-forward cocktail. And so I, I see that you are wearing, uh, for all the audience uh, members who can't see you, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Is that that's sort of a, a, a good attire to come oh, to yeah, tiki, tiki with? Oh, yeah, I recommend my guests come in with shorts. 
Uh, we keep our building at 28 degrees for that exact matter. Really? I, I come into work in shorts and t-shirt all the time. I have never heard of that before. All yeah. right. That's oh, you got something lit up in there too. Yeah. So we have these little uh, light balls that we are, our food safe balls that we put inside our cocktail drinks. Uh, mainly for all of our Big Eight inspired cocktail drinks on our menu, and your guest gets a light up. Uh, you won't be able to see it too much in the spam can, but in uh, in a glass, um, elaborate tiki cocktail glass, you'd be able to see some cool colors come throughout the restaurant. Mm. Well, you're not the only uh, tiki bar that has opened in Edmonton over the last uh, several months. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it just like we're coming out of the pandemic? We just want to have fun, and tiki is fun. And I'll I, I'll, I'll grab one of those spam yeah, cans from you. Is it, is it just about having fun, and, and or is there something about the culture that that people want to experience? I think it's a, a two-part thing. I think it's just fun. Um, I think it's something different that is uh, a little bit different from the, the mainstream restaurants that you can kind of see. We, you see the, the the basic, like, large, big-box um, restaurants that are, you know, like, like a local or, or Joey's or, like, a big... Uh, franchise. This is something a little bit more privately owned, and I know a lot of, of the tiki bars are privately owned and have great uh, fun concepts. Well, th- that's fantastic. I really appreciate it. And I love how it's in a spam light container. I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly was a lot of fun having you in studio. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us at tikitiki.ca. Um, right now, throughout Open Table, you can book right through there. Okay, and it's White Avenue, and what's the cross street? Uh, it's 10037 82nd Avenue. Perfect, right in the heart of White Avenue. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. That was that was lots of fun. Thank you. Who knew Spam was so delicious? You've made really a believer, today. for sure. That was Joshua Suarez, uh, co-owner of the Tiki Tiki on White Avenue. Um, you can go there anytime, or you can check out their Instagram. You can check out uh, their website as well if you're into Spam. And even if you're not, it's super fun.